welcome to the Rusty Hook Kayak Fishing Podcast. A member of the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're streaming live via Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. Bring you the latest in fishing tips, gear reviews with our friend from Payne Outdoors, Chris Payne, as well as some local and regional tournament news. We'll bring you on some special guests to talk kayak fishing. Now, let's join John Rapp, your host. Hey guys, welcome to the first episode of September 2022, episode 37 of the Rusty Hook Kayak Fishing Podcast. So, jumped on here just a few minutes early because I wanted to get Chris on. Uh, he's He's got some meetings he's got to do and we wanted to get him in because our topic tonight is... Fishing patterns fall bite, the fall fishing bite, and what affects it. So if you're on, like Greg Kupfner just did, thank you, brother, hit that like button, share button, follow button, and uh, let's see who will show up on the screen. Hit those comment buttons. Make, make a comment. Tell me you're on here. Let's see if my comment box is working. I just refreshed it, and I'm hoping that we get everything right. So... Without wasting a lot of time, I'm going to go ahead, get over here on the uh, Messenger app, and call up Chris. I know he's uh, in the vehicle. We had intentions earlier, we were chatting, and we were going to do work on the new mold that he got, but uh, it looks like uh, something come up at work and he's not going to be able to make it. So we're dialing him up now, and we'll get him on the line. Get, get that camera set up. All right. Chris Payne, Payne Outdoors, live, raw, and unfiltered, here on the Rusty Hook Kai Fishing Podcast. As you can see, he's working on his vid and camera system, and then we will get, get, get this thing rocking and rolling. Hey John, I'm not gonna have video for the first part. I'm I'm moving right now. Oh, no worries, brother. Okay, sounds good. So, uh, what we're doing here, guys, uh, as Chris is is running along, is this episode is on the fall bite and the, the, what you need to look for, what you need to do uh, when you're starting to pattern your fish for fall, the fall part of the year. So, Chris, you want to jump in? Let me know what you think. What yeah, I think there's there's two real big stages to the fall bite. Um, I think we've got the the early fall bite, um, and and then the the cool fall bite. Right. Uh, so the early fall bite is really that time where we're transitioning from topwater baits to fast moving baits, um, and then you're cooler bite is when basically the fish are not hitting fast moving baits anymore and we all start throwing jigs and slow uh slowing down our presentations that's when jerk bait fishing uh you know with the slow pause type stuff really starts to kick up um, 
Get them deep, baby. Get them deep. Yeah. So, um, you know, when we're talking about fall, uh, the early portion of it, I like to start the mornings with top water, basically just to judge, okay, are they going to hit top water? Because <laughs> if they're still hitting top water, I want to catch them like that because they will come from quite a distance to crush the top water if they're still eating it. Um, and so I will, I will fan cast the absolute dog out of, uh, you know, I, I switch over more to a popper, uh, in the fall or a Zara spook, less of a whopper plopper or torpedo bait. Um, so less prop baits, more glove or walking baits, uh, in the fall. And it's, uh, you basically fan cast it. I'll do that for about 30 minutes uh, until the, you know, the sun is up. And then once the sun is up, if I'm not catching them, I'm switching over and I'm, I'm probably fishing either. Um, usually a jerk bait. Uh, to be honest about it, because I think everybody who's seen this show more than twice knows that I like just jerk baits. Right. Um, I'm fishing a fast moving jerk bait. Uh, I, I like a fast moving jerk bait in that uh, uh, early fall transition um, because fish will fish will chase it, and you got to keep it moving. Um, if they don't seem to like the hard bait, or you need to get it deeper, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll to like a paddle tail swim bait. Sort of like the new uh, mold that we just, that just I went, it's too bad. Next next week we'll be able to show the new mold in action, hopefully, if, if all goes well. Now, let me throw this scenario here yeah. in West, West Virginia. Um, we, just had, we just had our wettest August on record um, in West Virginia. Okay. So, yeah. basically, our summertime flows were springtime flows. But... Um, little research today in August middle of August Bluestone Lake currently today is 64 degrees but back in August 18th it was 78 degrees so it's already dropped 14 degrees in a little over three weeks um, so in, in, uh, Summersville Lake hey buddy we got you live hey. Um, so yeah. Summersville Lake um, was 71 degrees today, and back on August 9th, it was 81 degrees. So okay, it's, so it's not, so we're looking at a lot of water flow, and yeah, they, a lot of a lot of water. Well, we still get rain like crazy here, brother. Um, a lot of water flow, a lot of high water in rivers and lakes. Um, water temperatures are dropping. Uh, daytime, our, our, our daytimes are shortening. So I'm curious, you know, I, I know what I've been doing. I wanted to see what you would do. So a couple of questions. So like if I were, if I were coming up and fishing a tournament on one of the rivers blind, um, I would ask some locals, uh, first off, what are your air temps? What are your highs every day right today, now? Today was about 74, 75. Okay. Uh, oh, and oh, has it been tr over, over, about that? Yeah, overcast and rain, 
The past two days, overcast okay. and rain, mid-70s. Saturday was partly cloudy with a little bit of rain, close to 80 degrees. How deep are the lakes? Um, they, they, they're pretty deep. The Summersville goes over close to 400 feet in the deepest. The okay. average right. average fishing area would be between 20 and 40 feet. Okay. And your water clarity? Extremely clear. Extremely clear. I mean, you, okay. uh, when it's stained, you can still see probably 10 feet down. But uh, now that's Summersville. Now, Bluestone is a little different. It's another Corps of Engineers lake. It's, it's a little bit more shallow and muddy all the way off, okay. all through it. A lot of laydowns, uh, a lot of trees and timber along the edges. That's, that's, that's the new river that runs and makes the bluestone. Yeah. Um, so it, it fishes a little different than, uh, than Summersville. Summersville is a smallmouth lake and you fish deep uh, normally for it. Yeah, I, so I would say if uh, are your fish hugging the bottom on your electronics or are they suspended? Um, I haven't been out on a lake here the past month or so, but I would suspect they're still, with our, with our days and temperatures and the float water flow, they're going to still be around the banks. And in, okay. the, in the 20, 20 to foot range, 10 to 20 foot range, because you can go 15 feet off our bank and be in 20 feet of water. So. Okay. So if it's clear, uh, oh, uh, one final question. What's the main forage for these smallmouth in Somersville? Mm, well, it's basically brim. There's no, there's no shad or nothing like that in Somersville. So it's going to be your, 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 your sunfish, crawfish, and, 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 uh, the other... So, if I had to pick one bait to throw, I would throw probably a three and a half or four inch paddle tail in some kind of bluegill pattern um, on an underspin uh, up by the banks, and then when you move into twenty or forty foot of water, I would I would put that same swim bait nose hooked on a drop shot rig. Okay. That's that's how I'd fish it. Sounds good. Um, I, I, if you only had one. Now, obviously, if I get two baits, then I'm probably swapping out on the drop shot rig. I'm probably going to throw like a Mr. Roboto, a Robo Worm style uh, skinny worm like that. Uh, with something at that depth, you're going to lose a lot of colors. So something in a dark profile, like my moody blue with a chartreuse tail or something like that. Or uh, a watermelon with red flake or something like that. Actually, I take that back. Not a watermelon red flake in 40 foot of water. Um, probably a green pepper, uh, green pepper pumpkin, or green pumpkin pepper. Yeah, we we do well with green pumpkin. Um, basically, it, it, at this time of year, I would start transitioning back to sort of that crawfish color that you have with the that you've been okay. making. Um, Yep. And if the if the water is a little stained, I would I would always do a little chartreuse on them, throw a little chartreuse. Yeah. Um, but uh, but Summersville doesn't really get real real dirty like other lakes. It's it's pretty clean. Now now when we're talking bluestone, bluestone is is muddy. It's got grass. 
um, a lot of trees and stuff off the edges of islands. So I, I'd fish that way. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw your, your paddle tail on that, and I'm also going to throw a spinnerbait. Um, I'm going to throw a, a, a... I do not... Um, that's just a me thing. I would throw um, probably a... Um, probably a number two uh, Strike King square bill and a chartreuse blueback. Um square bill in that timber um if the grass is all around the timber and you can't do that yeah i'm throwing that paddle tub yeah the, well in, in, let's say we're, we're fishing the upper bluestone um toward uh what we call the it's below the falls um oh, what's that place called anyway um but it, it's got a lot of grass it's a long lay area there's deep pockets some shelves but mostly grass um, I would do again what you were saying at this time of year right now at daylight and at dark or I would throw top water yeah and I would work the edges of the grass or across the grass um, and then off the wood and see what what happened with that off the edge, there's a lot of a lot of laydowns and wood there. So, and then if you go on up the river where the river begins the lake, you get into more rocky areas, more ledges. And again, your technique that you were speaking of with the with the uh, the square bills, I, I, I would have yep. a go, a gold collar square bill on. Yep. So. Yeah, Rapala makes a. Uh, um, I think it's called the BX Brat. Um, it's a small square bill. It's about like that. And they make it in a gold color. Uh, and that dude, it will absolutely wreck shop. Um, if you're in like shallow timber and, and rocks and stuff, um, they're just not as durable as a strike King for bouncing off stuff because it is a, the BX is a, it's a balsa wood, uh, crankbait and so you can't just beat it on the rocks and expect that it's not going to take some damage yeah so uh, guys uh, uh, when you're starting to go th plan your day out if you're let's say it's tuesday and you got the weekend off you're watching the weather forecast it looks like it's going to be good and you're like okay you're looking at the weather temperatures make sure you look at the temps see what the temps are uh, pay attention pay attention to the rain gauges see how much water flow is coming in and going out of your creeks because this time of year your bait fish are going to move toward the mouth of the creeks and when they do that your bass and your other predator fish are going to follow and they're going to stage um, around those edges of the creeks especially if you got structure around them where they can they can ambush so pay attention yep. to to your light, to your temp your temperatures, your your water flow. I mean, it's all we. It's the things that we do every day as kayak fishers, fishermen, as anglers. We 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 study those areas, but in the fall, you got to watch the temps. As the as the temps are falling, your your small bait fish are going to levitate toward the water that's flowing in. And uh, I, anyway, Chris. 
Um, thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I think I think the thing that I was asking about. Um, Uh, you know, when we asked about water temp and that kind of stuff, uh, was I was curious as to what your air temp was when you were thinking about the water temp. Because, like, for here, we've been getting a lot of rain also. And that could potentially drop the water temp four or five degrees because it's just been raining and cloudy and the sun hasn't come out. But our air temps have been still in the 90s right so if if i see a if i see a four or five degree water temp drop in um when it's still in the 90s that triggers a couple of things in my brain right i'm like okay well it's not because of the air temp that that's coming down it's the water right so what i want to do when it's doing that is I want to find the areas, the inflow feeder creeks, because they're going to be the most oxygenated water. They're going to have the most bait fish around them. They're going to be swiping in bugs. It is going to be like a golden corral buffet. So Check. find where that water is coming into your lake and hit it. Check those boxes right there. Cause I mean, that's, that's exactly right. Um, uh, I believe, uh, you know, with the way, and, and the other thing that you just mentioned that I was thinking about while you were talking, that it's come back to me now, is is nighttime temperatures. Um, yep. We're here, here in the last week, week and a half, our nighttime temperatures are finally dropping below 60 degrees. So, so that's, yeah. what's, that's what, I think that is what's cooling our water off a little bit more. Um, and a little faster, as I talked about earlier, if you were paying yeah. attention, guys out there listening, um, it, the temperatures here in the last three weeks have dropped an average of 10 to 12 degrees. Bass are feeling that. They, they know what's coming, and they're going to start yep. feeding up for the winter. So here, Here's something else that I would recommend, John. If there are guys that are still fishing tournaments on Tourney X uh, right now in different areas, go through and look at the fish catch submissions on lakes around you that you can find the water temps for. And look at those fish. If there are still long and skinny fish, there's probably a correlation to warmer water temps. Right. And if you start finding those bulbous, you know, bulging, shed gorging looking bass, I would look at the water temps for that lake um, for that week when those fish were caught. And that will tell you, give you a good idea of what the temp trigger is for those fish. Because I think you could talk to any fisherman about when do the bass start to spawn in your area? What water temp? They're going to know. What you should also know is the flip side of that coin, right? You should know the tail side of that coin and know what is the temp trigger for when they start gorging and eating everything in their presence. That is as important as spawn. Like right. you got to. Um, so I would encourage people to look at public resources like tournament records that pu that publish their fish 
and just look at the fish. And if you are looking through there and it's like skinny, 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 and it looks like a Weight Watchers, you know, ad in a magazine, the fish are not gorging wherever that is. But if you're scrolling through and it and it looks like you know these fish are just absolutely staying all night at the Golden Corral, then you know that that water temp is a key on that body of water and that these fish are all doing this. You can build statistical data trends off of public data. You don't have to call a guide or do guide trips or anything like that if you're looking for that kind of information. I would also say, man, look at those things and it will show you what those fish are eating a lot of times because dudes don't clean up their boat ducks very well <laughs> when they're taking pictures of those fish. And you can find out what's been working and what's not. Like if you see a hundred different colors of worms and crankbaits and stuff all over somebody's deck, they're junk fishing. They don't have any idea. But if you see four or five worms of the same color or you see a couple of baits of the same color or you just see one big green pumpkin jig and a half ounce with grass all on it that the line looks like it needs to be retied, well, now you know. So. Yeah, well, I'm going to tell you, my paint outdoors uh, light green pumpkin with green flake with my garlic sauce. Yeah. Smashed a couple this past weekend. And if you watch the video, I, lo I, I lose one on a log. He yeah. spits it out. That broke my heart because that was a nice fish. Um, yeah. Then I, I threw another top. I had a topwater frog on. I was launching it as far as I could, and I'm dragging it back, and I got pop, pop, pop. So I'm like, oop, switched up, threw my pain lizard out there. Boom. He smashed that lizard, and I got him in. So I, and that's the other thing, guys. When you're out fishing, and you have the ability, put that bait caster to work, cover water, throw them top waters, drag them back. If he hits it, but he can't eat it because you're either moving it too fast, or maybe he just what is not a bigger fish. Turn around and throw your lizard or your uh, your swim bait or your uh, little paddle tail like Chris is getting ready to make a bunch of and. Yep. Throw it back in there and let it let him hit it. Um, new like from Jason West. Hey, Jason, buddy. Good, thank you, brother. We'll be talking to you here shortly. So, Chris, I know you've got uh, things to do here in the next nine minutes. Um, won't you go ahead yeah. and uh, uh, f give us some final thoughts on, on this, and then uh, I'll let you r run to your meeting here, buddy. Yeah, I think, um, you know, for fall-time fishing, understand there's two seasons and you know you gotta you gotta get after it while you can on the top water i test out every morning until i've been out three trips in a row where they won't touch the top water before i put the top water down because you can see some amazing top water strikes this time of year yeah um and sometimes all day long like it's a little crazy so i fish the top water until they tell me they don't want the top water um and then when we when we get to the cooler fall weather, slow down, right? A fish's metabolism is slowing down. He only wants to eat once or twice a day and bigger meals. So upsize your bait and downsize your speed and you'll get some good bites. Yes, sir. 
appreciate you jumping on. I know you got a meeting you got to run to. Be blessed. Yep. Appreciate you. And All right. Uh, let's talk here about what we're going to do next week. All right. Yeah, swim bait's coming up next week. I've got that new mold, and we're shooting some cool laminates. So. Beautiful. All right, man. Be blessed. All right. We'll see you soon. See you. All right, guys. So, Jason, they're schooling big time right now. Topwater is the deal. Agreed. That's that's what we were just hitting on. And we will hit on that here, Jason, in the next hour and a half. So keep that stuff in mind. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back. And I'm just going to go over a few things that I've read up on and from my personal experiences from Bass Resource and other locations like that. You five guys, hit that like button, share, follow, let me know who you are so we can, we can uh, make this more interactive. Yak Gadget, proudly supplying you with American-made products and gear. Check out yakgadget.com. Ace Resort, West Virginia's number one destination for whitewater, hiking, ziplining, and more. Check out acerap.com. That's Brook Supply Company, Georgia's number one go-to tie fishing supply store. Gear, accessories, and custom rigging. Look them up, westbrooksupplyco.com. Hang Outdoors, a custom plastic maker, design consultant, product reviewer, and outdoor writer. Check out more at paintoutdoors.com. Feel free kayaks. Paddle, pedal, or power. There's something for everyone. Check out feelfreeus.com. All right. Hey, I appreciate you guys hitting that like button. Looked like we had quite a few there while we were on commercial. Um, we had Buddy Vance jump on. Hey, Buddy. Uh, Dennis Treadway, Brian Hughes from North Carolina, Frizzy from Florida, Jason, uh, Marty Jane, Harlow, and my boy Greg. Uh, so we've been online now for about 30 minutes, and uh, I wanted to kick over to this screen here. Um, let me uh, fix this for, for us up here. Um, okay, this is fishing patterns and fall bass fish patterns, okay? So there's a, a few things that we need to talk about when we're, we're looking about, and, and some of the first the, the first things you might like to, that factor into your thought process, fall fishing, definitely is your daylight um, and your, your your hours of daylight. So um, pay attention and go back and look, and, and it don't take a lot of us to you know to think about it, but the cooling effects. Like I mentioned to Chris there just a second ago was that here in, in, in the area I live in, West Virginia, the past, let's say, five to four, let's say the week, we've had three nights that gets below 60 degrees. Um, our, our high temperatures have not reached 80 very often. We've had a lot of rain and overcast days. So as I was talking earlier, We've had some water temps drop almost 10, and then another location almost 15 degrees in a little over three weeks. Your bass are sensitive to that. With that water cooling, and it, you know, it's still warm, it's still in the mid 60s. Yeah, I know you like that, Frizzy. Um, you know, hot temperatures down there. Uh, but because of those cooling temperatures, bass are going to start racking up their feeding habits. They're going to start eating. 
Now they might not go into the full-time gorge, um, but you need to start watching for the patterns that they, they start going. As Chris was talking about, he's going to throw some top water. Uh, there's my brother from another, John Rat from Iowa. God bless you, brother. Thank you for joining in. Let me know what kind of weather you guys are having out there and if you're catching any fish. But pay attention to um, the patterns. You know, is, are the fish moving, staying up on the bank like they have been? And, you know, are, are they moving to the creeks? That's just the first stage of the gorging. Um, so you need to make note of that. Um, pay attention to the concentrations of your shad and other bait fish. And if they're seen and where they're seen, if you're using a depth finder, you can, you can check and see the depths that they're in. Or if you're sight fishing in shallow water, how they are and where they're going. Now, and like I mentioned earlier, um, creek channels. Um, like uh, my lake here that I live next to, Summersville Lake, we have a lot of creeks that run into it. And uh, difficult time for me to fish that lake because it's a recreational lake. And after Labor Day, they start releasing water. It drops three feet a day for the white water on the Gully River. So there's going to be a lot of suction and movement of that water. So those creeks that feed, those bait fish are going to hit those pockets around it, in my opinion. So if you do fish Summersville Lake, take a look at the map, look at the different creeks, and pay attention to the creek beds around them. Uh, use your fish finders, watch the weather and things like that. Anyway, let me know what you think. Um, we've been on for 31 minutes. This is not going to be a real long episode. I wanted to get Chris on before he went to his meeting. I, um, the intention was to do more of our uh, working in the kitchen, Mag Kitchen, but that didn't that fell through while we were talking about fall patterns and stuff. Let me take a look at this here. Um, so. Frizzy, uh, Florida temperatures are still hot. Buddy, I know you're you're probably hitting Mud Lake. Let me know what you think Mud Lake is like right now. If, is it hot? Still, is it cooling off? Um, Jason, um, I, I believe you're out Midwest, so you guys are getting the same type of temperatures that we're getting. Brian, North Carolina, I know you're still warm, but I know those spots in, are probably getting active down on uh, Lake Norman. So, you guys, uh, throw some words out there in the comments. Let's talk about this, um, and we'll go from there. Let's see. Yeah, Frizzy. Uh, Frizzy just made a comment, guys, from my audio listeners. Um, our water temps down here in my neck of the woods have been high 80s, low 90s. It's been tough finding that comfort level though I found a few more than usual and again uh, what frizzy and the guys in Florida face is something that we don't face they have a, a their fall bite is a very very small window their fish are feeding year-round 
where we up here in this area, the neck of the woods in West Virginia, don't have that. We our our uh, water temps drop quickly, and our fishing times uh, they move uh, significantly. So, I mean, if you look at look at my personal Facebook page, the past Saturday and then the Wednesday, last Wednesday, I was able to get out put my iPhone, I, I do all my recording with an iPhone. I got a Yak Gadget phone holder, I got an old iPhone iPhone 10. I got it cleaned up, I use it all the time. I got a charger on it. And when I'm, before I make a cast, I'll hit record, throw it out, try to hopefully get a good catch on, on camera. Um, I've got a few of them on there, and you can see as I was speaking with Chris, um, one of my top, uh, top water bites I had a, I got a top water bite. Didn't didn't connect up. I put that big frog down, and I threw a lizard right back into that hole where that and drug it through real slow. Hooked up. Mikey, how you doing, brother? God bless you. I appreciate you liking the stream. Um, but immediately got that fish, got it in, and you, that's the fish that you see me working it around. Uh, all of the or trying to work it around all of the. Rhododendrons are in in that uh, body of water, flooded. Um, then, of course, the one that I did lose, a really nice fish, uh, I got it up on a rhododendron, and it got stuck there, and he was able to wiggle his way off my line and spit my bait back at me. Um, before I was throwing that lizard in there, I was probing that water with a top water bait. That water back in there is still in the mid-70s. I've um, been using my wife's Moken 10 with a Bixby jet motor back in there. It's been really fun. And guys, I, hey Dakota, how are you, hun? Hope uh, all's well with you and your peeps down in Georgia. Uh, and just keep smashing them with that Johnny boat. Um, John Rapp down in Iowa, 70s in the morning, 80s in the afternoon. Been hammering yellow bass and smallmouth in the morning. Yet, brother from another brother. Outstanding, man. Outstanding. Um, what I've been doing where I've been fishing is that I've been throwing that top water, and I've been really, really throwing it uh, as far as my bait cache, and I'll let it rip. Um, I try to throw it along around the edges of those rhododendron, drag them through there, and see if anything will come out of there. Because, you know, it's, it's, it's ambush points for those fish. They come out of there, hit it, and if they don't, they don't eat it. I'll turn around and I'll throw a lizard or uh, a small uh, cinco back in there and drag it through there, nice and slow. And hopefully, I can get get them to eat. And in the last several days, I've caught six to eight fish, but I have I had one break me off on 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 a tree limb, probably about eight feet down. Um, I know he wrapped me around here, um, but I tried to get him out, moved my boat, but still broke off. But I was using a Senko after I was I threw some top water through there, and then I, I threw a Senko and dropped it in there, and then I was throwing Chris's lizard that I had custom made and dropped it in there. Um, caught a couple on the Senko. Actually, I, I'm phrasing that wrong. It was a young dinger, not a Senko. Uh, I had a green pumpkin with a chartreuse tail, and then I was throwing his lizards uh, that I've ordered, and then I'm throwing. I have a white top water frog. 
It has a little trailer hook on the back of it. And uh, if you watch the video that I posted, you can see how he got hooked up there. But uh, a really good time. And uh, I really appreciate you guys, the five guys out there watching, um, enjoying this uh, interaction with you. Um, John from Iowa, Frizzy from Florida, Buddy, uh, my brother from another mother down in southern West Virginia. Um, let's, let's, let's look at this here. I want to I go back and I just want to scroll through this, this bass resource um, here, if I can get over on my iPad and get it dragged. So go through that. I want you to go look at this, and I'm going to put the link up there for you guys to read. It talks about fishing patterns, and a lot of these we've hit on. Um, bass fishing patterns, water temps. Now it talks. It's just a, it covers the whole gamut of, of bass fishing. So you got your spawn patterns, your spring patterns, and then uh, you might look at that map for spring fishing trips. I know I cannot wait. Buddy Vance, I know you can't wait either, but May cannot come soon enough for us to get back up on Lake Erie. Um, then you got your spawn. You can see what they're throwing for the spawn there. Uh, pressured fish, post-spawn, summer fish, summer fishing tips, best baits for uh, summer fishing. Michael, uh, don't don't catch them all over, man. You got to save one for me. And uh, feel free to give a brother a tip or two while you're over there. Now, fall season. We've been talking about this, <clears throat> and uh, you need to make sure that, uh, as we mentioned, there's there's several stages to the fall fall fishing, and you need to. Uh, Pay attention to your temps, water temps, and stuff like that. Berkeley, man, I, I know. Um, what guys? Let's help out my brother John here. What do you recommend from Berkeley Lures? I'm literal 15 minutes from the main factory in Spirit Lake, Iowa. Outlet store specials all the time. Man, that sounds awesome. And you know, Berkeley has a huge line. Of quality baits, um, I know at ICAST they were talking about that little minnow that Berkeley makes. It has the little fins on the edge of it. Buddy might be familiar with it, or Michael. Um, are you guys familiar with what that name is? Make make a post on there so for John can see that. Um, I think Berkeley has so many different entities now that they've absorbed. Like you got the um, Gulp, I, the heck, they might even own Yum. I'm not for sure. Berkeley, they, they have a huge umbrella of items underneath them. So that's a question. I don't use anything really from Berkeley. I, I stick to the simple things that work here in West Virginia, which are basically uh, your Z-Man fishing products with a TRD hook or, or, or a, a, a Ned Rig type hook. For my, the river fishing that I do, um, and I'm still going to use that even now with the, the way the weather is turning. I'll just fish it a little faster because you can throw lizards or frogs or stuff like that. Um, I also use uh, a lot of yum dingers, the small little skinny three inch, 
Yumdingers or Cinco's. Um, I'm a very finesse-driven fisherman, so you might look at that, um, John. Uh, I don't know what kind of waters you fish over there. If it's fast-moving, deep, if it's shallow with grass, um, when I'm talking rivers, or if you got lakes that have a lot of rock ledges um, and they're deeper with a lot of structure. But uh, as we've been pointing out here with the fall fishing tips, uh, you might, whatever you throw, throw a square bill, crankbait, go to find your creeks, check your temperatures, your daytime, check uh, your conditions, if they're gonna be overcast or not. So if, it's, if, if the water's stained, throw something a little bit brighter if you're throwing early in the morning, uh, throw darker. Um, but uh, comments, guys, help us out here. Um, but uh, yeah, fall season. So let's look at this here. I wanted to go down to, let me get back over here on my iPad. Um, early fall, mid fall, late fall. So guys, buddy, you chime in, brother. Uh, although I know you're a one hell of a springtime fisherman. I say that your techniques then will work for the fall. So mid, you got early fall, mid fall, late fall. Uh, early fall, they're talking about how the pattern is. Um, mid fall. It, it, this article basically touches base on what we've the, the, the big factors of sunlight, temps, water temps, air temps. Um, then it, as it, when you get into late fall, you need to go to the deeper pools because they're going to pull up. I think of Summersville Lake, when the water, water drops close to 100 feet, if not more, um, to their winter pool, uh, you got still got pools of water in the mid 50s to 80 feet but when you get over toward battle run where it seems like they stage up a little bit more because there's more flow of water then uh... oh see now you, you guys can read this the six viewers out there Michael up above and Buddy they've been hammering Jackson County our our club that we belong to, the West Virginia Kayak Anglers, is having our two-day championship up there in mid-September, two weeks, uh, or three weeks, yeah, three, two weeks. And so those guys are up there hammering it, getting ready for it. Uh, yeah, shallow lakes, or eight, hey, John, uh, if your temperatures are like mine over there, I would dig out my bait caster and I would throw topwater frogs. Um, go back to where you can find uh, two to five feet of water. If there's grass, throw it along the bank, throw it along the grass ledges. If there's any structure, hit it around the structure. And pattern the fish. See which direction they want it to come. If it's going to come from an angle in the current, if it's going to come straight down with the current, you might check that out. Um, uh, and you know Jody Queen from last well, it was last week or week before last. If you're fishing an area that's got a little bit of moving water and it's got structure that it's moving into and it's moving around, 
throw into that area of the structure and move it up. Try the different angles and see which way the fish are looking for the bait fish to come out of those little areas of calm water. They're staging there to hit something that's going to come in there to try to maybe fight any current that there is. Um, but uh, I think we're going to wrap this show up. All of you guys that jumped on here and got interactive with me, I, I, I love it. I appreciate it. Um, it's too bad. That in, in the near future, maybe what I can do when I can get you guys up, if you're able, like Brandy, uh, Buddy would have been a great one. I need to get Buddy on the show and Brandy. Um, those two are a power couple here in West Virginia, killing the fish. Um, not for you, Peter, people out there that may be listening. Not killing the fish, killing it when they fish. They're really a great fisherman catching fish. Um, but I appreciate all of you guys uh, tuning in. It's been a great show. Roland, thanks for the like, buddy. Uh, we're just getting ready to jump off here and then go work on our... Uh, I'm uh, jumping off here, and I will get with our boys from the Feel Free Fishing Team, and we're going to do a live podcast over on the Feel Free Fishing Team page and basically talk about these topics here. Um, so if you guys want to join us, we'd love to have you. Love to have your insight, your input, and your expertise. Uh, I think we'll go ahead and close up now. Big John, nothing but love for you and the family out in Iowa. Y'all stay safe. Buddy, Mike, and all the rest of the crew that jumped in, nothing but love. Brian Hughes, I'll see you on the, the fishing team page here in a few minutes, hopefully, and we can start chatting about our, our, our show that we're going to do here. Um, everybody be blessed, and hopefully I'll see y'all next week. guys are on the road traveling make sure you go to your podcast platform go to anchor fm john dash rap you'll find the rusty hook kayak fishing podcast there you can listen to it while you're on the road